0: Hi everybody! We're hey. all here. We're all here. We're all live. It's it's Thursday. It's, uh, it's the 17th. And it's a new day. We're doing this on Thursdays now. Just because we get large amounts of comics. It's hard to keep up. It's hard to keep up. Wednesdays, <laughs> if you would believe this at a comic book store, are busy. And Tuesdays are also busy. Busier than They almost have no right to. (laughs) Yeah, so, you know, we just needed a little bit of break. We also had to switch locations in my apartment because I cleaned, so we're going to have to figure out a new space. But this will work for right now because...
1: Yes, this is just a a -a once-in-a-lifetime event (laughs) happening here. You get to
0: see us at our lowest. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's every time we
1: go live and or do this. This is particularly low. Like, this is normally where we are, and I said, let's just try a little lower today this is where we are all right so
0: let's get freaky with it then
1: yeah (laughs) freaky indeed uh this is money shot this is issue number eight um this follows our group of scientists and the president as they land on this planet i don't know how to pronounce it i'm not going to pronounce it because there's a word i don't like in it oh but um you don't like that word no, it sounds too harsh when I say it. <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> I want to hear you say it so badly right now. That would be like champagne, right? I would. I would assume so. I'm just gonna say cocaine <laughs> is what the planet's <laughs> name is. Um, but the group of scientists and the president get uh, have like an opportunity. They're invited to a orgy um, being run by the ruler of the planet. And the president, being the wonderful man that he is, uh, is trying to prove to the group who has been making fun of him, because he's easy to make fun of, that he can take a dick if he wants to. So, (laughs) it's uh, very interesting. I hate that president so much. (laughs) Even more than our current president? He's almost... An exact replica of our president Yeah, yeah The only difference is he's young and attractive yeah, I don't know if, if our president has ever been that No, he literally came out of the womb with the tidal wave on his head Uh, alright
0: <laughs> I have, I've only read just a little snippet Of this graphic novel adaptation of Slaughterhouse-Five Or The Children's Crusade Uh I'm only, like, a few pages in, and I'm already, I'm already in love. Like, I just, I know I'm gonna, I know I'm gonna enjoy myself. Once again, like I told you yesterday, yeah, yesterday, mm-hmm. I'm going to have to reread Slaughterhouse Five after this, because I'm gonna need to actually know how close it is. Refresh your memory. Yeah, and, mm-hmm. but so far, like, the art is really, really good. The colors, like, the way it's, like, set, like, the way it sets itself up, it's just really... I don't know it's a really solid book I I can't wait to like let you borrow it I had Chris yesterday when I was like flipping through it I was just like dude I just need you to like read read some of this you don't have to read all of it just read like just a little bit and just a couple pages yeah just a couple pages and he did and it was he liked it too so just get it plus plus like this cover it looks so good it looks it's a so nice good. little hardcover yeah edition. it's a nice little hardcover and it's only 24.99 so completely worth it mm-hmm uh last 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 and this is (laughs) is it it's a short day today uh i have finger guns this is the last issue is what i meant to say uh and it just wrapped itself up i don't want to say a lot like i just personally didn't really enjoy it i don't i mean i felt like within the first issue i should have known but i just wanted to give it that time and it just wasn't a book for me, necessarily, like I told you. Like, I feel like if I wasn't an adult, I would have enjoyed it more. But I'm just, like, too old, too jaded. And it just didn't feel... Too cynical. Yeah, that's <laughs> kind of probably it. So it's just... Something about it just didn't hit with me. But I think it would be good for, like, other people, for sure. You know, a young story about kids who, like, can control emotions. And then a girl also, you know figuring out that she is dealing with like a lot of emotional issues at the same time, you know, deadly combination.
1: Is what <laughs> it, <that is>. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's
0: very true. Uh, and that's, that's all I have to say about finger guns.
1: And that's that. All right. Have a good day. everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> okay. So we have uh, seven secrets. This is issue number two. Um, seven secrets is a, an organization of people um, who hold the world's secrets. Uh, the main characters are Ava and Sigmund? Sigurd? Sigurd. That's what it is, yes. Uh, they end up having a kid together, and they give the kid up to be raised by the Seven. So this issue follows the kid as he's growing up and learning how to fight and do everything within the, the academy or whatever that mm-hmm. he's going to where
0: the people, the
1: Seven Secrets, exist.
0: Yeah. Uh, there is a little bit of, like, a deeper level to that as well, where, uh, Ava, Ava and Sigurd, his parents, they weren't supposed to have him in the first place, and then here he's learning from all of the secret keepers, but he realizes, like, he's not learning from these people specifically, and they're kind of, like, you know, trying to ignore him in a sense, not necessarily, but keep their distance for sure. Not get too close. Yeah. And he's just trying to, like, not necessarily figure that out, but he does, like, kind of find that strange. He's just bullied when he's in school until he's, like, very hurt by, like, a bully is when his parents are like, well, we have to check up on this this kid. We have to teach him. Yeah. So it's it's interesting because it adds that layer of, like, emotion to it. I don't know. Like, I've read this issue before, but, like, the ending... Ending of this issue really, like, kind of gets me. Mm-hmm. It, uh, catches up to where issue one took place. Yeah.
1: So, I, I really enjoy it, too. I think it's a lot of fun. I like the fact that the
0: narrator is the boy, and you get his side of it. Mm-hmm. I always think that's fun. Yeah. I agree with that. I don't, yeah, this book is just really solid. I can't, like, pinpoint exactly what it is I love about it, because it's, I don't think it's traditionally a story. I'd be like, yeah, this is great. Mm-hmm. It's, uh... Behind the scenes of the action movie, right? Uh, I mean, I suppose (laughs) nailing it today. Okay, talk about Thor. Okay, I will. Dumb dumb bitch. Okay,
1: I have Thor. This is issue (laughs) issue number seven. Uh, This takes place after the Black Winter story arc. Thor is back in Asgard, and during that whole battle, he realizes that he's his hammer's getting heavier and it worries him so this issue is him speaking with Beta Ray Bill saying you know like if if anything ever happens to me I want you to take my place I want you to be the stand-in for Asgard Fuck yeah. and you know Beta Ray Bill is like well damn dude you smashed my hammer (laughs) so I forgot about that (laughs) so Thor gives him access to all the weapons and says like take as many as you want just like promise me that you'll take care of Asgard when I'm gone and the hammer ends up in, I can never remember that city name. Um, um, Oklahoma. Ah, I should have just turned the page. Broxton, Oklahoma, which his hammer has been there before. Um, the other storyline in this is Thor pulling a prank, pretty much, on Tony Stark. And in the process, we get a new version of Thor. Not Tony Stark. Don't you worry about that. I I know your face. It's just this random ass mechanic. Okay. It's uh, it's interesting. I did like the uh, the Thor and Beta Ray Bill conversation. I thought that was really, really good. Um, you know, it's happening. It's Thor. <laughs> it could be worse. But I do have to say I hated the Black Winter, it was pointless. I mean, the, the character. Yeah. Had he been in more than, like, one issue, he made, like, a grand appearance. Beautiful page, by the way. <laughs> and then he was in there for one <laughs> issue, and that was it. And it was, like, a really big deal, and I don't understand if it was such a big deal. Why was he only in one issue? Maybe it's going to come to fruition later. It better, because... That was a big deal, and to me, it was, like, nothing. Okay. That's it. Okay. I think this was a good follow-up to that story arc. All right. Well, that's good, though. And I'm kind of interested to see what's happening with this other Thor, and I just really love the pranks that Thor is pulling on
0: Tony Stark. <laughs> uh, okay, so then I have Head Lopper. This is issue one of volume four i really enjoy headlopper it's a really great story the art is really cool (laughs) it's just an adventure book is like the best way to describe it headlopper is um why am i forgetting his name all of a sudden like i don't know the name of headlopper wow i'm not even a nerd anymore norgal (laughs) You have revoked your nerd <laughs> card. I got too much going on in my brain. Uh, so it's Norgal and Agatha kind of adventuring on their, like, trying to... I don't know. Basically, like, what you come to the, like, conclusion in here is, like, they're kind of just, like, swords, you know? They're just, like, fighting demons and bad guys, like, whoever they can find. In this issue, uh, Norgal is looking for some
1: stairs
0: okay so I'm gonna deal with two books and some fucking stairs but at least this one's like less dry and more more of a good time Mm -hmm. so yeah I just I can't I don't want to I don't know I don't know what to say about this book because it's just like it's been going on for so long it's a book that's just like really solid especially if you like any sort of I guess Fantasy quest? Yeah, fantasy quest following just, like, cool, like, barbarian-type dudes and, like, random witch heads. That's a way to sell it right there. (laughs) Should be a door-to-door salesman. Uh, The one thing I do also enjoy about this book is, like, the panel layouts and the art itself. Um, Andrew McLean, I believe, does everything but the letters. No. Oh, sorry. He does just the art story and cover Jordy Beller does the colors. And Aaron McLean does the the edits, letters, and design. And who did the cover? And cover B was by Daniel Warren Johnson, one of my favorite, favorite artists and comic book authors. <laughs> creators. creators. One of my favorite creators of comic books. But uh, some of the panel layouts aren't traditional, and he does include little, like, arrows to help you, like, follow along. So I love that. I do love that quite a bit. Wow. Just rambled about Head Lopper, said nothing of consequence there. <laughs> I mean, you made me want to read it. <laughs> All, All right.
1: Next we have, this is Sun Eater. Apparently this is going to be nine issues. Okay. For some reason, I, I just, thought it was going to be like four. Yeah, I did too. But uh, when I was reading about it earlier, it said a nine issue series. So okay. they must have changed it. And this came out like two
0: weeks ago. I'm pretty sure we got it
1: yeah, late. Yep. <laughs> so this book was written by uh, Disney Channel extraordinaire. And entrepreneur, Dylan Sprouse. I was just going to say one of the kids from Baby Daddy. <laughs> um, God, there was something that I had just read, like a title that they had given him in the article that I, I can't think of it now, but it just it made me close out of the article immediately and go somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, this is a heavy metal special. Yeah. Um, yep. Yep. Yeah, this is a, a very strange story. This is about a man in ninth century Norway, Sweden. Sweden? Yeah, yeah. Um, this uh, drug addicted man
0: gives up his leg for a for like parasitic out. coat. Yeah, I mean he didn't know that's what he was doing, right. but he for power basically to protect his clan, his son, his son. Yeah, well, just his yeah. son.
1: Um, and it's uh, protecting him against the, the first king of Norway, actually, is who yes. it is. But I don't, I can't think of what his name is.
0: He's He was a big deal. Yeah, I, I said his name so many times, yeah. I also can't remember. <laughs> Once again, you're seeing us at our worst, which is always our best. You thought we could not get any lower jokes on you? Okay. do do
1: King Harold Fairhair. Um, how did we forget that? I don't know. <laughs> that was a, a pretty weird name. Um, but yeah, this is just about him using his weapon that he got for sacrificing his leg to save his son.
0: a uh, few things about this book. I mean If you like fantasy things, I suppose it'll be within your realm. I think the thing to look out is the verbiage is a little unnecessary, like, the way the sentence structures are, I guess, Mm -hmm. so the grammar is a little unnecessary, like, trying to make it feel more fantasy-like, and I suppose more, like, Norwegian and within that, that realm, but honestly, like, it just felt like too much. It's too much, yes, and like you said, unnecessary, and I will add a bit ridiculous, (laughs) <laughs> so we're going to continue reading this anyway yeah because I really enjoyed it <laughs> yeah and I think like I enjoy the story as a whole and like what the story is doing I just don't like when they talk yeah that
1: absolutely <laughs> the same um, but the art is really cool
0: yeah um, I know you had some issues with some pieces. It was you
1: know I'm a big fan of facial expressions so like some of the faces I just uh. was not into but for the most part yeah I did
0: uh, the art was incredible yeah I must go. That was one of my favorite parts of the book mm-hmm. as a whole was the, the art. Because I think when I flipped it open, I flipped it open to a very specific page where it's just like, oh, that looks so good. Mm-hmm.
1: It's uh, it's really dark, the colors are. Yeah. Uh,
0: okay. Sun yeah, Eater. Okay, sun Eater.
1: Okay. I have Grit. This is issue number three. This is apparently the last issue. Um, it made sense after I finished it, and I was like, yeah, of course. <laughs> this series would be three issues long. Um but our monster hunter barrow is following or traveling with um a little witch named ari and they make it into this town where the blood monster is supposed to be and they discover that it's like within all of these people so they defeat it well they don't say if they actually defeat it it's just kind of an open-ended thing um but was like, all right, see you later. I'm leaving. And he literally just hands his sword to this man and then just like leaves because he's like, I'm done. I'm not doing this anymore. <laughs> I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. It's kind of cute. Yeah. Three issues. This man has been doing this his entire life. It's a family tradition. And yeah. that thing, he was just like, nope, because that girl was the most annoying girl in the entire world, but she was useful. Like, when it came to fighting, like, she knew what she was doing. Yeah. And she was, like, sacrificing pieces of herself to save him. And so he's just like, you know what? I'm done. (laughs) She's got it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, that's good. It was a lot of fun. All right. Let's talk about something not fun. (laughs) (laughs) It's a great time. So this is Outcast. This is issue number 46. There are two more issues. Uh, So I thought the Great Merge happened the last issue. But the great merge actually happens in this issue. Okay, it, there's like lightning and everything. So it, oh, okay, it, so that's it, a big thing. Yeah, it's it's happening. Okay, it's happening in here. It's happening. Uh, so basically, I <laughs> they are expanding issues forty-seven and forty-eight, and it's gonna be a bit more of a wait. I think it's been like at least two months since this issue came out, or was it before COVID? I can't, I can't remember. I feel like it was right when comics came back,
1: because you were like, I should go back and read this, because it's been a while.
0: Yeah, but I just don't give a fuck. Right. <laughs> I don't care. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. Like I said to you, it just, like, it shot its whole load within, like, the first, like, few story arcs, and you I just prematurely can't. Prematurely shot its <laughs> Like, I just can't, I can't handle it. It's just, like, you, he can't add anything to the story, and I don't know... Like, his author's notes are saying, like, he, he's like, oh, I had to, like, re like, I'd add some more stuff to, like, make it, like, fuller. And it's just like, dog, you have not done shit in this book for, like, I don't know, 20 issues. Which, whatever, like, it's fine. I'm still... what he's really good at. <laughs> like, it's just... And there was one whole page where all of these outcasts were, like, describing, like, what their life, their lives were and, like, what had happened to them and I didn't give a fuck I literally just like skimmed over it I was like cool you all had like traumatic Childhoods or traumatic shit happened to you I don't care Like at this point I really don't care But I'm still gonna do it Cause and- there's two issues left Yes yeah, there's two issues left <laughs> it's okay, Patrick. You're gonna yeah. pass this one time yeah. since you allowed us to pass yesterday. Yeah. So next time, next time we'll figure out a Thursday. You can just join us with your like not fat stack of mm-hmm. comics with your what three issues and your back issues. We're just kidding, Patrick. We yeah. love you. Sorry.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: we entered this video in a mood today, so. Uh, but yeah, Outcast. I have two issues. I promise. I I promise, like, the first several story arcs are really great. I think that when he introduced Idris Elba, bad guy, like I like to call him. Mm-hmm. I remember him. Because uh, I, I was blown away. Yeah, it, it was awesome. Like I And I kind of liked that character and the idea of who that bad guy was going to be. And then they just, it was just kind of like, nope. This <laughs> is Whoopsie <nothing>. doopsie.
1: <laughs> I'm whoopsie.
0: <laughs> it's from, never mind, Middle Ditchin. Schwartz. I, okay,
1: because I just did a Tim and Eric, reference, so <laughs> <laughs> this makes sense. Uh, so that's all I have to say about Outcasts. <laughs> God damn it, we're good. <laughs> okay, so we both have Once in Future. This is issue number eleven. Um, I just want to say this issue was bloody as hell, and
0: I loved it. Yeah, it's a uh, it's beautiful. <sighs> so good. The colors are great. Mm-hmm. Let's give it up for Tamra Bondilan. And my ultimate fave, Dan Mora. Good job, guys. We hope you're listening.
1: <laughs> okay, um, this issue uh, <laughs> ends the battle between the old folks and Grendel. Yeah. The- and introduces
0: a new monster. <laughs> yeah, I just love how like these last several issues have been. Oh well, we're pausing, have been hitting issue after Cut. issue. <laughs> like, just things have been happening nonstop. This issue is just bloody. They're fighting. It's funny. There's I, a chainsaw. There's a chainsaw. I Merlin's up to no good. Like, I absolutely, I cannot recommend this book enough. Like, and I suppose give it up for Kieran Gillen, who fucking did it the ultimate like i didn't expect to love this book as much as i have but i knew i was gonna love it from the first issue i was like king arthur shit okay well and that's like after the first issue i definitely did and before it came out i was like well yeah no i'm gonna like this mm-hmm. but then it's just been like oh uh, every time I'm yeah. super excited i laugh i'm always just like turning like reading it and showing it to chris like look at this <laughs> I, when I got home last
1: night, I, when DJ got home from work, I, like, ran into the room and grabbed it and was like, DJ, and went to go, like, slip it under his door so he would read it, and he, like, swung open the door and was like, did you get it for me? (laughs) It was perfect, and then he read it and had to have a discussion about it when I got home today.
0: Yeah, there's just, and when I told Chris about it, he's like, is this just about, like, you know... Characters from books, and I was like, yeah, well, like basically, I was mm-hmm. like, the first the first story arc had to do with like King Arthur and like shit, like, and then and I was like, and this has to do with like you know Beowulf and Grendel. It's like
1: uh, fairy tales. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what else to call them. I,
0: I just was like, it's just like you know myths, like yeah. those like literature myths come to life, and like I don't know, there's something really interesting about that, and I don't know, I feel like Kieran can get a little heady. But with this book, he, like, balances it where it's, like, okay, it it has a little bit of that, like, you have to be a little bit of a literature nerd, Mm -hmm. but if you aren't, you're still going to enjoy yourself. Yeah, because
1: it's fun. It's like an action movie. Yeah. (laughs) it, dude.
0: (laughs) But yeah, yeah, 100%. Definitely check out Once in Future. Like, one of the most solid teams on a book. A really great premise, like... It's beautiful. It's, it's beautiful. fantastic. Yeah. It wins all the awards.
1: Okay. Talk about your sex book. Here's a sex book. This is Faithless, part two, issue number four. This um, follows Faith as she is walking around Italy, taking her own little tour. She meets up with a ghost, bangs him.
0: and as then you, As you
1: do. Yeah. And then her girlfriend's dad, who she's also banging. Is uh, it Casper? <laughs> no. No.
0: No, that's disappointing. His name is Milky. (laughs) (laughs) I know you didn't just say Milky, but
1: I know what you said. I just, (laughs) Um, but yeah. And then her uh, girlfriend's dad uh, brings her subjects that she's supposed to paint, but. She's stealing their their ink, their skin color to make it pigments for paintings. I don't know. It was weird because that's how I took that. But I'm as I'm saying this out loud, I realized that he probably means you can use their blood too because mm. that's how she had been making her paintings before. It was with her period blood.
0: Ah, uh, yes, yes. So that makes more sense rather <laughs> would... than
1: extracting the color from their skin and using
0: that as a pigment. S- see, I was thinking there's an episode of Hannibal. <laughs> lay it on me <laughs> where the serial killer it's one of the like creature features uh is killing people because of their pigment of their skin and basically creating like a piece of artwork with their bodies like, that could
1: be it too maybe i don't know maybe brian ozarello has been watching hannibal during quarantine <laughs> like I everyone mean, else i mean that show came out in like like five years ago He's just now watching it. I <laughs> just bet. like They me. put it on Netflix. <laughs> um, and I also got the naughty cover, but I haven't opened it yet. So I'm just going to do a, a cute little opening here because I forgot that I had it until I was like packing up my comics come over here.
0: I started this too early. I'm
1: sorry. I'm also just really weird about opening things. Oh, God. Why did you do what you just did? <laughs> I, I don't know. It's usually not that messy. All right. And this is it.
0: banging oh okay her, her tongue is like a little penis Mm-hmm. well i guess it's not it was just the angle i was looking at it oh there i like that snake snake snakes snakes and titties that's all i need in life <laughs> i guess you I'm want s- this he didn't want it <laughs> wait you can't put plastic on my floor he's a terrible dog i'll pick it up he pees on it uh, so now I have Devil's Highway. This is issue number three.
1: No, don't
0: pee on it. <laughs> Just—it's one of those things. He's a weird dog. He's terrible. Uh, this issue—or this issue. Yeah, this issue <laughs> is about the main character, whose name I will forget today. Uh, kind of trying to find out more information about who this trucker is. Who's been killing sex workers or full service sex workers. And uh, you kind of find out that there's more than one trucker involved in this. And it's kind of like a. It's a joyride situation. A trucker underground. And is the main
1: character's name Candy Cane?
0: No. No. I don't know, though. (laughs) But I'm 100% sure that's not it. It could be, though. If you want it to be. It's gonna be kinky, uh, but you find out, yeah. There's definitely more going on here than you think or originally thought, and you can't find out who the man who's like covered in tattoos is. So, never mind. It's gonna make another Joyride reference, but don't need to. <laughs> I mean, it is. Ba- it's like just serial killers, C- serial, ki- serial killer truckers, devil worshipping serial killer truckers. All right. My kind of trucker. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so now we have Big Girls. Issue number, number two. two. Uh, so this issue talks... God, what's this woman's name? They call her Cowgirl. Cowboy. Oh, I was like, Cowboy. But Cowgirl is what they call, they call her. Yeah, but that is not- Ember. Ember. Yes. Uh, it goes into Ember's, like, kind of problems with killing these big creatures the jacks the jacks because she thinks they're like still sentient to a degree and one of the uh military buff boys or puff ladies if you will does not does not like that
1: Mm-mm. uh and the doctors also who are like fixing her up and stuff assure her that they just don't the jacks don't feel anything that what she's doing is like fine because they they can't feel or think for or they feel but they can't like think for themselves or anything like they've they've lost all humanity when they become these creatures but we all know doctors lie to women
0: (laughs) and we all know that doctors and sci-fi books are bad guys Mm -hmm. so just put that shit together man figure it out (laughs)
1: <laughs> All right, dog. We're getting there.
0: Yeah. All right. We're
1: doing it like real fast. I've got Batman. This is issue number ninety nine. Patrick, if you're still listening, I'm sorry. I didn't read the arc before this. I just started straight at Joker Wars. Um. I don't care either way. It's whatever. Um. But this issue. Jerker. <laughs> it's the jerker. Uh, this issue, Batman rounds up all the good boys and girls, and they all plan to attack different parts of Gotham where Joker and his minions and stuff have taken over. Um, Joker has all of, like, Wayne Enterprises, like, money and locations and stuff, so Batman's kind of, like, out. Um, but this leads up to the final final confrontation between Batman and Joker, Um, and he has a a cute little run in with Harley where she's like, if it comes down to it, I want to kill him. And he says, no, I don't kill. And she says, well, if he kills you, I'm killing him. Not because I care about you, but because I want to kill him Mm -hmm. and you can't stop me. (laughs) But she basically says, if you try to stop me when I go to it, you'll have to kill me because I won't stop. And that's that. Okay. All right. It's interesting. Um, I really, in- really like the art for it. That's what made me want to start reading it. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, it's fantastic. The story itself is just, I don't, I guess I don't care one way or another. Uh, it is interesting. The last few issues that I was reading, it was while Batman was still in- under the influence of the toxins. So some of the scenes were like hallucinations that he was having, mm-hmm. but you don't realize that until like something Happens, so I thought that was really cool to see him like slip in and out of his weird consciousness and kind of hardly saves his life like I thought I don't know I just thought it was fun
0: whatever uh it's Batman it's Batman it's Batman I wonder I didn't even think about that sock like probably blocking the mic
1: I'm sure he can hear us Patrick can you hear (laughs) Fine.
0: I'm sure it's fine. We're speaking loud enough. Uh, it, it was a joke. Because we're using a dirty dirty sock to prop up my phone for the Instagram live video. Like, like just true, true trash people. <laughs> we're getting lower. <laughs> Some Charlie Kelly shit right here. Uh, so then, next, I have Bleed Them Dry. This is issue number three, I believe. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I keep reading this... And, like, I know I was on the edge. I really like it. It's just some, like, dumb vampire cop shit. But I mean, I like vampire stories, so I'm sure I would enjoy it. I I was just waiting for the trade. Yeah. No, I think you'll enjoy it. So I'm just going to read the back. Oh, we love when they do this. Yeah, it makes it easier. Thank you, Vault, for making my job about a thousand times better. And easier and this isn't a job i do it for the fun this is a job <laughs> thanks Vault. thanks fault you're the best thank you for putting out great content over and over again thank you for putting out <laughs> sponsor us uh so now uh the sinister and newly reconstructed detective atticus black has been placed on in charge of stopping the so-called vampire slayer and it and, ain't <laughs> Buffy. it's not and finding the still-missing Detective Harper Holloway. But what Black doesn't know is that the killer he's hunting is from a distant past. Keep humanity waged war. Well, wait, sorry. There's, <laughs> there's blood all over here. Uh, when humanity waged war against their immortal brethren. 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 <laughs> that Toyo has partnered with Detective Harper Holloway to bring Black's crimes and treason to light. That's what the story's about. Yeah. It's like, kind of like Blade, but the vampires have actually taken over the entire, entire world. My favorite thing about this is the fact that that guy's name is
1: Atticus Black. <laughs> yeah, no, it is. It sounds like a name, a woman who writes sexy young adult <laughs> fantasy stories would name the bad guy who is bad, untouchable, but attractive anyway. I mean, it's kind of exactly who that
0: character is. I read
1: way too many young adult sexy fantasy books.
0: I mean, I could have told you that a long time ago. Can't help it. <laughs> it's
1: fine. You, you. I love a princess who takes
0: charge. <laughs> All right. I'm going to talk about You Look Like Death. This is Tales from the Umbrella Academy. It's just an umbrella academy. It's an umbrella umbrella academy book the art's really great it is not gabriel baugh and that is something to keep in mind it is sean simon but his art is still really great the colors are really like solid too and this follows seance as he just gets kicked out of the house for being kind of a garbage human i suppose or i guess not necessarily a garbage human but a garbage seance like an addict mostly and that's not necessarily like being a garbage human that's a whole nother like we won't bu- get into that yeah right now. <laughs> uh so it's just him like being out on the town and doing just a shit ton of drugs and getting in deep with chimpanzee mobsters so it was like enjoyable like i did like i had a good time but i don't know like like I said to you, I just, like, I really enjoyed that first, like, Umbrella Academy trade, and I just haven't been able to, like, get into it at all. Right. No, that's how I felt about the the last one, the Hotel Oblivion. Just, uh, yeah, and I think I only, like, I only read a, a little over half of the second trade. hmm And I kind of blew through, like, the second trade, too, but it was just like, uh... It just wasn't as good. Yeah. I don't know. There was something about that first story arc that was just, like, super enjoyable. Yeah, I think it's,
1: like, what I had said to you, like, it was such a unique idea and execution, and, like, that was, you know, Gerard Way's, like, first actual story, Mm -hmm. and he'd been thinking about it and like, for years, so you could just tell that there was a lot of heart put into it.
0: Yeah. I don't know, maybe I'll just go back, try again. It would be the third time? Uh, (laughs) Something like that? Yeah, this would be the third time I've tried to read through the second trade.
1: Okay.
0: <laughs> Let me know. Let me know when you get through it. I feel like you called me out.
1: <laughs> I didn't mean to, I was genuinely curious. Okay, this is still water. This is our single chip dip week. Chip baby, give me more books. This is <laughs> this is about a a young younger gentleman who's family relative passes away and he gets he finds out that he gets like a settlement or whatever but it's in the small town called Stillwater which no one around the area has even heard of and there's some weird things happening in Stillwater and they are outsiders and you know
0: no one really likes an outsider especially in a horror book that's true uh i think and that's one of my favorite favorite things about this first issue is that like it does do a lot of like horror movie tropes like it it, but it plays into those tropes and it like makes fun of itself for Mm -hmm. doing so and also just like it does kind of play like a beginning of a horror movie for sure yeah it does i uh i really like it chip can do no wrong yeah we love chip we love chip so thanks for listening bye chip bye (laughs) we know you just popped on for that but yeah please (laughs) uh what a sweetie. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, Stillwater is a really great book especially if you like the first issue is fairly st- solid if you like horror films. I'm, I'm excited to see like where it will go because I think as well like it just gave you that little taste and I think there is definitely more especially knowing like Chip's writing and what he mm-hmm. can like what he can do. It reminds me of
1: um those like early 2000s like teen horror movies that
0: Oh, yeah. No, that's, for sure. Yeah, that's what
1: it reminds me of. And I think that's why I like it so much, because those are my favorite horror movies. No, yeah, no
0: for sure. <laughs> I know what you did last summer. Yeah. Jawbreaker, which is like...
1: They just put that on Shutter.
0: Yeah, we watched... Chris and. Side, got- <laughs> Side- track. Chris and I watched that the other night. It feels like it's like two and a half hours long. It's like an hour and a half long. Yeah. It's way too long. Yeah, I agree. Uh, love it, though. And I got really
1: excited about it, so that's what i was gonna watch tonight
0: (laughs) you'll love it talk about storm excuse me so this is giant size x-men storm this ties into the very first giant size x-men jean gray and emma frost because you find out in that issue that storm is dealing with some sort of virus or like computer virus a nanovirus, and and this issue they're trying to figure out how to fix her and it all ties into the other giant size because you see phantom x here i suppose not the magneto but they knew
1: that that last issue that they had with Magneto, the the actual X-Men one, where they were like, let's just throw him in naked. It was too much for people. So they couldn't put Magneto in an issue right away. They had to give us a few issues to just, like, chill.
0: Yeah. Because
1: if I would have seen him in this one, I would have torn this book
0: up because I would have been <laughs> so excited. <laughs> uh, there's so many, like, great things about this particular book. I really, like, I love Storm. Mm-hmm. Like, I know I've always loved Storm, but this fucking... Story like really brings you to like who Storm is supposed to be in this particular like run of X Men, and Russell Dodderman man yeah
1: this art is wild I I can't get over it yeah and the I way th- that he draws Cipher is so cool those facial expressions
0: man it's yeah no, incredible it's a uh, it's a solid ass book I mean if you're looking for something to just pick up I mean I feel like even if you don't know If you didn't read the very first giant-sized... It does a really good job of explaining, like, the situation. Yeah, and filling in the blanks for you. So, yeah, no, it's it's so good. It's so good. Beautiful.
1: Okay, and next we have Excalibur. This is issue
0: number 12. Hold on. Swords, 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 swords. This is the prelude. We're getting some motherfucking swords.
1: We're just gonna have to do that every issue now. (laughs) Um... So apocalypse is doing some shit with some <laughs> ancient mutants. Yeah, ancient mutants and replacing some of them with the it, younger ones.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but the only one he can't seem to get rid of, I guess, is Kandra?
0: Yeah, Chandra, Cassandra, Chandra, Chandra,
1: uh, Gambit's ex-lover. I can never remember how to say her name. Um, and it's because she had placed a piece of her soul into a thing that's in the saturns. Yeah. Saturns castle, which Gambit happens to find and he knows what it is. And he is keeping secrets from rogue, which I don't appreciate <laughs> because she offered to just go home so that he could see the cats. She didn't offer, but he wanted to, or whatever. He left his cats at home and she was being sympathetic towards it. And he lies to
0: her about his ex-girlfriend. Uh, so Gambit doesn't want either Apocalypse or his ex-lover to win, but he thinks that Apocalypse has the greater good in mind, which I suppose at its core he does. He's just not very honest about it. Yeah. It's not like he's, he's very, like, lying to he, them. He's but. very Apocalypse-y about it. Yes. Or, ah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, One day I, we'll figure out how to pronounce yeah. that. <laughs> I feel like it's just, like, a computer sound. It's just lasers. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it just this issue goes into just lots of X-Men shit, I feel like. Lots of lies. Lots of lies. If, but if I ever saw Gambit in real life, I'd slap him like four times. But in the end, Apocalypse does do what he needs to do. Gambit does throw the stone to him and all is well. Um I have no words. That's it. Alright, so then next and last we have X-Men number twelve. We know there were other X books out this week. I didn't I didn't have the time to talk about them. But you did you did read before we get into this actually.
1: Yeah, um I read the Marvel snapshots, the X-Men one. It's just a Scott Summers story on how he kind of came to understand what superheroes were like growing up when the fantastic four like made their first appearance and stuff. He listened, he went to a, a conference where he got to hear Reed Richards give a talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it kind of, and S- Scott's powers are awakened. So it goes into like the stuff that Re- Reed, Reed Richards, uh, Reed. I keep getting <laughs> the names mixed up, but it, goes into what he had spoken about, you know, about being, like, a superhero and stuff, and then it, how Scott adapts it to his adult life, and how it affects his everyday then. Okay, that makes sense. So, it was, it was very interesting. I actually, uh, really enjoyed it. I can't remember now, there was one page in there that was, like, so good. I couldn't even handle it, and it was just because of the, uh, the dialogue that was in it, like, Scott's narration, Yeah, it was. Yeah, it's just it was really good. If you have a chance to, you should probably pick it up because it's just a cute little
0: one shot. I'm moving. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just Uh, kidding. Uh, yeah, and I mean, I'm really excited for Jay Eden writing a Marvel book, especially a fucking Cyclops book. It is only only major deserving, and I like all of the love that he's gotten. I can only hope that. put on an X-Book. Because why not? Mm -hmm. Especially with this, like, new, like, solid-ass, like, story, like. Could easily slip him in for a few issues. (laughs) Just just slide right in. Mm -hmm. All right, so then now we actually have X-Men issue number 12. Which, once again, swords, 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 swords. This is... After Excalibur 12 and it's kind of important to read that way because Apocalypse has this whole conversation with Summoner and who is his grandson. Thanks Mike, love you. Bye Mike. <laughs> uh, oh, he's not leaving. He oh. just said we look great and yeah. happy. So, um, Oh, I thought you said bye. I'm sorry. Uh... Apocalypse is having a conversation with Summoner about like what happened in our Ar- Arcoa. Yeah. Uh where the survivors had lived. Araco. Araco. I was like, I knew it sounded like a spider. <laughs> uh where the where the survivors, like the oldest surviving mutants off of Kurkoa, ended up finding their place. And basically that is why Apocalypse is doing all of the things that he is doing. So it gives you, like, the backstory into, like, all of, basically, what's about to happen. Mm -hmm. It Yeah, it tells the history of, like, that world,
1: the war that was involved in it, and how Apocalypse
0: and everyone else came Mm -hmm. to be, came to exist. So. I'm excited. I'm so excited. I think... I don't know, it's odd because I know that, like, like I said earlier, like, when we're talking about In Excalibur, like, I know Apocalypse means well, and he's trying to do better for, like, all of these mutants, but, like, at what cost? And, I mean, it's in here, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. It's just, it's interesting to watch somebody so powerful about to lose, like, everything, I suppose.
1: And for someone like him to put so much on the line.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. It's pretty mm-hmm.
1: wild, yeah. Like knowing how much he can lose, and he's doing it anyway.
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm stoked on this. Like, I'm stoked on this. Like, run. Like, I'm really excited for X of Swords. Like, not just because. Like, I'm excited to see all the X Men. X Men's ha- have swords because, mm-hmm. I mean, we're seeing it. Like, we're getting glimpses of like what we're gonna have. It's but it, exciting. It's exciting, which is exciting because swords. But also, just like. I don't know. I think Hickman and, like, all of the X team have put together such a, like, solid story. hmm Like, I'm excited to, like, read even issues of books that I haven't been reading. I suppose I've been reading them off the wall at some points. But, like, even this issue of Excalibur, I was like, why did I stop reading Excalibur? Mm-hmm. And I like that, like, throughout X-Men, the main series, how,
1: like, Summoner was introduced so long so ago. long ago and we're just now like figuring out like who he is and what he's doing so i like that the little easter eggs yeah i mean a little like little plot points yeah are, like, that you don't yeah. realize are important until later on like you're you're like
0: oh okay this guy was introduced but for what reason yeah and i feel like sometimes that can be like a detriment because it can go like either way but yeah i'm yeah, i'm stoked All right, and that's that's Thursday. That's everything. We've done it. Yes. Uh, we hope you go to your local comic shop and buy comics. It's uh, still shitty out there for everybody. We get it, but there are a lot of solid books out there. If you ever want any more suggestions, we read tons of books. We read so just tons of books. Ask, and we'll send you to Patrick. Yeah, <laughs> we'll send you to Patrick. He knows more. <laughs> uh, also, I hope that Heather and I are going to start watching Dark soon oh yeah <laughs> and doing so uh, i can learn about time travel correctly so, yeah. so heather can learn about time travel we can talk about it it'll be a great time i can understand different dimensions like, I'm, gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna i'm gonna learn guys and, gonna do this. and if you want you can watch us watch it with us episode by episode and then listen to us fucking bullshit about it whatever uh anyway we love you thank you goodbye i need to stop you yeah i'm sorry <laughs>